people are going to hate me for this, but it is it is incredible. Is the chicken from Burger King? I'm telling you, give me a comp. when I tell people give that, me a, give me a, a comp, a draft day comp. What is the chicken like? Uh, it's similar. Is well. it like a McChicken? No, it's a big one. And it's got a lot of breading, too. It's very crispy. She's a big one. <laughs> it's very, very the crispy. The way you said that. Oh, it's very crispy. So uh, it might be too much breading for you also. What's very crunchy. The, what's the crisp to crunch ratio on a chicken? Mm. Crisp to crunch. Crisp to crunch. 40-60? That's a good ratio. 40-60? That's a good... I would say that's right in the like, sweet spot not, of not crisp so much, to crunch. Yeah, not so much crunch where you're kind of like tenderly biting <laughs> into it. If anybody could see that, they, it makes sense. That's but, terrifying. This is episode oh, is 100. 100, the big trippy digis. We made it. 100 Bochundi. Look at that. When I started this thing, by the way, you were just you were just a young pup back then. I was. Your mustache had like three whiskers on it. That was it. Now, now look at you. Full, look at you. Now it's a full mustache. Um, man, what was I doing? March of 2020. March of 2020. You started this during COVID? We were staring down... Brett and I had started working on it and doing stuff while COVID was like in the air. Brett Hart or Brett Hahn? The Hitman. Okay. Brett. The Brett Calgary. the Hitman Hahn. The Calgary. Do you ever call him Brett the Hitman Hahn? I don't. I don't know why I didn't do that. I'm going to start calling him that. You need to. I always called him Dynasty because I'm Han Dynasty. That's not as funny. I'm <laughs> going to see him this upcoming weekend at the Trivia Night, and I'm going to call him Brett the Hitman Hahn. You need to. Yeah. Uh, COVID. Like everything in America got shut down like two weeks. What is after this thing started? I've heard of COVID. What was that exactly? I've heard I've heard bits and pieces. Is it like it's like the gritty? It's like a dance or yeah, it's a dance. Uh, it's similar to the gritty with a little more knee and hip movement. What would you What would your reaction be if you were at like a get together and somebody brought up COVID and then somebody in the room finally goes, "Okay, I'll bite." What's COVID? <laughs> And just like acted like they'd been under a rock for the last three years. I'd be like, have you ever had the sniffles? <laughs> JK. <laughs> it's just, I'm glad you said JK because I was like, is that a joke? Is it not a joke? It needed a label of joke. Oh, Lordy. Well, this is another episode. The big one. The triple digits of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. Here with, I'm, I'm Adam Pedersen, by the way, your host. Here with Burke, stalwart, uh, tried and true, Mr. I know, Ryan Burkhart. I know it's the 100th episode, but I don't want people to get their hopes up that it's going to be a good one. You never know. I like to under-promise and then hopefully yeah. over-deliver. We've been known to lay an egg a you time know, or two. There's, this thing's recording now, and yes. your exercise bike has become more of a hat rack. It has. <laughs> it's collecting a lot of dust. 
I ride it once every two weeks when I don't feel like walking across the street to the gym. It's great for drying my workout clothes on. If I decide they're borderline need to be washed, maybe I can get a second workout out of them and then I can do less laundry. That's what it uses it for. But I do ride it. You're getting two workouts out of a set of clothes? Imagine the grossness. <laughs> it's disgusting. My official comment is yikes. Yeah. Because I'm a sweater. Yep. I'm a big time sweater. That is a long established fact on the pod. Yep. Do you remember 100th day, by the way? While we're talking about 100, do you remember 100th day in school? So I am under the impression that this is a fairly new development or it's regional because I don't remember us making a big deal about it. Oh, we did. And now, like, you know, I work in the school and I work in the elementary part time. Um, and it's a big deal to these kids. And the hundredth day is like the biggest holiday of the school calendar for them. And I just don't remember it being a thing when I was a kid. I'm sorry to hear that. Maybe we were just more blue collar down at WG Elementary. Like, hey, don't need to celebrate. Let's just put our head down and go to work. <laughs> and uh, another day, another dollar. I, I think maybe that's what it was. Just more blue collar, lunch pail type kids hey, down there. Another day, another dollar. Because down there in Woodward Granger, they're more blue collar. This is what I meant by people shouldn't get their hopes up. <laughs> My favorite part of 100 days is that we'd, I'd always make a necklace out of string and 100 Fruit Loops. And how long did that necklace last? Mm, until the next period. I was going to say, like maybe one two or two hours. I showed up for reading class. Why does your 100 necklace have 42 Fruit Loops on it? Well, here's the thing. I they got could, hungry. They could tell by looking at it that there was 42. Was Rain Man your teacher? Yeah. <laughs> I should have worded that differently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, buddy I ha- boy. I have some thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts. I have some, too. It's going to be a fun episode. Do you remember Big Mouth Billy Bass? How could I forget? Take me to the river. How could I forget? It was a real phenomenon in American yeah. culture. The Big Mouth Billy. And it felt like everybody had one. Yep. Was there a... Billy. I feel, was there was there a secondary character or just Big Mouth Billy Bass? Was there like a crappie or a walleye or mm. just Billy? I only remember Billy. Did he sing Jeremiah was a bullfrog also? <laughs> I think so. For some reason I remember that. I that could be wrong. A, that was on the B side. I yeah. do think. But take me to the river, right? Yep. Yep. Put me in the water. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the rest of that song, but. Um, Those things got real annoying sometimes. We, we had one. And it was super annoying when people would set it to the motion sensor setting. Oh, no. So that anytime somebody walked by, it would kick on. Have you seen on um, social media, people figured out how to hack them? <laughs> no. And like basically turn it into an Alexa. <laughs> That's so you great. Can, and like somehow they figured it out. I saw the, the, um, the video. There's like two wires coming out of it that weren't normally there. Um, but they were like. Uh, Alexa, do, and then like the fish, its mouth was moving right with Alexa, and then started playing a song, like any song, and just sing along with it. That is awesome. I think it's pretty cool. That is cool. That's actually a way that it would be a positive. It reminds me of how David Crowder rigged up a Guitar Hero guitar to play actual notes, I and he he would yeah he would play it at shows. I need to YouTube that before bed. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Man, big mouth. I always wanted one. We never got one. My aunt and uncle in Spirit Lake had one, I'm pretty sure. It's a staple of any lake home. Yep, yep, and they lived on the lake in Spirit Lake. 
uh been to lake houses of the ozarks that had one i felt like places like menards would have full displays of just boxes and boxes of them. <laughs> home big depot mouth, yep oh man r.i.p R. big mouth billy bass yeah i don't I know. know what he's up to but what a phenomenon i got something I need to ask you okay i wondered this the other day does your muscular body strength correlate to mouth strength i thought of this the other day when i was chewing something like if someone is really, really strong, do they have a can they have a stronger, harder bite than like someone who's weaker, or can someone who's weaker than someone who's like muscular strong have a stronger bite? I, I randomly thought of this the other day. I hope I'm wording this clearly. I didn't know where you were going with this at first, but um, I think it's just like skipping leg day. I, I think what I mean is like if you train it, I think it's I think it's irrelevant what the rest of your body's like. If you're just chewing on two-day-old steak all the time, mm. you know, that's real rubbery, I think you can develop quite quite a mandible strength. Okay. But I think it's also possible if you, say, are super buff and you lift all the time, but all you eat is soup and you never chew gum, I bet you have a weak jaw. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great call. Man, I bet my dad's got a stellar jaw then because he likes to eat hay in the summer. Likes to chew on hay and straw. You can't just gloss over that. Your dad eats hay. He pulls the stem of hay right out of the bale. Chews on it or eats it? Pops it in and chews on it. And I'm pretty sure sometimes he swallows it. You want to know what else he does that I've noticed over the years? He's a big toothpick guy. Can't ever finish a meal and not have a toothpick. But he'll chew that baby down to just a little ball of wood and just chew on the toothpick for a while. He's getting a lot of fiber in his diet. Yeah. My uncle always had a toothpick or always has a tooth still. Yep. But uh, he didn't chew it. It's just like a, it's his thing. His yeah. thing is toothpick. Toothpick guy. I, I have toothpicks and then I always end up trying to do little tricks with them. Like without touching it, try to like flip it and get the other side pointed out. Yep. And just do all these little tricks. I try that. And then usually when I'm doing it, I drop it and it hits the floor and then I'm like, eh, I can't put it back in. Or I've done that before and ended up like stabbing myself. Then you're bleeding from the mouth. I think it would be really funny if a high school kid was like, I'm going to make my thing toothpick guy because that's that's an unheard of move in high school. You're not wrong. It's always an older gentleman move. But if a high school kid was like, I'm just going to always have a toothpick in my mouth. I think it could be like you could really become popular. Yep. Because you got to have your thing. Everyone's got their thing. Hmm. First thought, I used to put toothpicks in my mouth and I'd put them. Across, I try to put the entire toothpick across the entire bottom of my. Wouldn't that poke you? Between, yeah, oh yeah, between my bottom row of teeth and my lip, and then like on either side, the points would be sticking out. I'd be walking around with, like points right here and a weird looking lip because the toothpick was lodged in there. Dude, what if so? Like, what if one of your buddies just slapped you? Would have poked a hole right through. That is it. That is a bizarre <laughs> thing for I, you to do. I was a weird kid. Yeah, I believe it. Weird kid. Oh, we're back. I acted like one of Ryan's misbehaved students. I didn't listen to the teacher. I've told him so many times, put batteries in before <laughs> we start. No, we're good. We only got one pod out of the last set of batteries. And without fail, every time it dies. What's your budget on batteries, by the way? 150 a year. I was going to say, it's got to be a lot. Yeah, 150. Yeah. Okay, I have a, th- I have a, th- a thought for you. Okay. I think the most uh, high maintenance 
dramatic item in a house is a cast iron skillet. Wow. There's so much you can't do with it. Oh, don't don't put water on it. Don't True. put it in the dishwasher. True. Don't ever scrape the grease off. Like, there's so many things. And, and it's like, well, you can't cook that in a cast iron. You yeah. can't cook that in cast iron. And I'm like, what can you do with a cast iron? And it just, there's a, it's a whole list of rules of do's and don'ts. And the mm-hmm. don'ts are a lot longer than the do's. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. And they're not non-stick. I'm a big non-stick guy. And I and based off of what I've seen, I don't even know how you're allowed to clean them. Though you'll get arrested. He used steel wool on cast iron. <laughs> I think the best. Throw him in jail. The best option is, I guess, just to take a paper towel and wipe it down the best you can. That doesn't even make it. It seems like it would be not clean for the next. Yeah. I guess maybe just leave it forever. Are you a cast iron guy? No. You don't, seem like you would be. Don't own one. Uh, Doesn't it feel like the people that one. are cast iron people are all about them? Yeah. The, my friends who own cast iron have like cast iron pots and they like to make. Um, what's that dessert called? Cobblers. Tiramisu. Cobblers. Oh, okay. They like <laughs> close. They like to make cobblers in them. Also, tiramisu's. Yes. I got the hiccups twice today, and now I'm borderline on a third. Oh, I hope you get them while we're recording. That'd be awesome. I've had, it's happened before. The hiccup episode. I I feel like if you get hiccups once in a day, you get them three times. You know, I don't get them often. I, I do. I also don't have a remedy. Everyone, I always hear of all these remedies. I do them. They don't ever work. I think half the time the remedy is to try to make you look stupid. You'll be like at a get together and you'll have hiccups. And they'll be like, stand on your head and do upside down jumping jacks. It's like, I'm not doing that. You just want me to look like an idiot. That has mm-hmm. nothing to do with it. They, they always swear. No, no, no. It works. Every time. It works. If you could do that, though, you'd be a heck of a synchronized swimmer. Upside down jumping jacks. It's always like, you got to take two big gulps of water, swallow three times. Then, then you have to rub your stomach and do the moonwalk. It's always just like <laughs> an elaborate list of dumb things. Oh, man. Rest assured. Well, maybe not rest assured. You can be guaranteed if you get the hiccups around me, I'm going to be the guy who's constantly trying to scare you. <laughs> have you ever heard of that remedy? I have. But oh, like, okay. how do you continually scare somebody? Because then once you do it once, they're on the lookout. Yeah, you got to try to be nonchalant about it. Mm. It doesn't work. That's my problem. I'm always chalant. <laughs> um, You're too chalant. Do you remember in the mid to early 2000s maybe you you correct me if i'm wrong okay maybe it was around like 2010 when some of these fast food joints started getting the uh futuristic soda machine that had like a thousand different flavors oh yeah it was like a touch screen yes and it had one little f- spout yep. where and the stuff would come out all the combinations and it felt like we all were still just doing dr pepper or coke yes but it, the idea that you could add vanilla or cherry to any pop mm-hmm I don't see them as much anymore. I think they were a novelty. I think yeah. at first we were like, this is the future. This is incredible. And then people were like, you know, I just want to drink Dr. Pepper. I don't need anything else. I don't need wild berry Dr. Pepper. I'm not looking to yeah. become a, a soda fountain artist here. Just give me the basics. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I actually remember the very last place I saw one. Was, was it a Burger King? Was that a Zaxby's? <laughs> In Kentucky. What is Zaxby's? Is it a Zaxby's in Kentucky? A great little chicken joint. Big in the South. I'm sure they got them out in California and stuff, Can you get too. jerk chicken? Hmm. I don't know. Cajun chicken? Yeah. Okay. A lot of good fried chicken. Cajun chicken, I do remember. I don't remember jerk chicken. 
it was delicious. One of my all-time top five chicken sandwiches I've had. It was Zaxby's? real good. What is your top five? Oh, boy. Number one all-time. Can't be beaten. I mean, it probably can someday, but nothing has come close yet. Popeye's. Oh, boy. Okay. A Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh, boy. I've heard this claim before. Why is Popeye's great? I don't know if it's the breading. They use, it's, first of all, so crunchy, and the chicken is so moist. Okay, so know, there's, a lot of be, cr- there's a lot of crunch. A lot of crunch, and the chicken is not dry at all. Okay, what is the ratio of breading to meat? 30-70? 30 breading, maybe? Oh, that's too much. 30 breading, 70 meat? That's too much. 20-80 mini- minimum. All right. So you, you would not have Popeye's number one. No, I already know my number one. My number two, people are going to hate me for this, but it is it is incredible, is the chicken from Burger King. I'm telling you. Give me a comp. When I tell people give that. Me a, give me a, a comp, a draft day comp. What is the chicken like? Uh, it's similar. Is well. it like a McChicken? No, it's a big one. And it's got a lot of breading, too. It's very crispy. She's a big one. <laughs> it's very, very the crispy. The way you said that. Oh, it's very crispy, so uh, it might be too much breading for you also. What's, very crunchy. What's the crisp to crunch ratio on a chicken? Crisp mm. to crunch. Crisp to crunch. 40-60? That's a good ratio. 40-60? That's a, I would say that's right in the like, sweet spot not, of not crisp so much, to crunch. Yeah, not so much crunch where you're kind of like tenderly biting <laughs> into it. If anybody could see that, they, it makes sense. That's but terrifying. Number, but I'm telling you, I have so many people who say you're an idiot. There's no way a Burger King chicken sandwich is number two. Just try it. They Burger all King love used it. to have like the the long john chicken sandwich. Remember <laughs> oh, that? Know. It looked like a it looked like a hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to describe it other than it's like a long john chicken sandwich. Yes, yes. and it was sneaky good. Sneaky it, good. It wasn't bad. Um, I associate it with bailing hay. Okay. Every day. If we're just doing free association. <laughs> Go for it. Whenever we get Why done, not? Whenever I'd get done bailing hay, me and my dad and and either my buddy Corey or Joel or something that was helping us, we'd always, 839 at night, get done bailing, go to Burger King, and I'd get that original chicken sandwich. Burger King's closed now, mm. by the way. It is. Original R- chicken sandwich. R.I.P. Pour out, pour out one. Oh, man. I miss it so much. Because you can't have a chicken. Chicken or the giant. Uh, breakfast burrito they had. Oh my, was it? Let's good? let's. That's another topic for so another anyway, day. Number three, number chicken three, Chick Fil A. Overrated. So good. It's so overrated. Yeah. It's not. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. But people fall all over themselves for Chick Fil A, and I just don't. I don't see it. Mm. Brett's gonna love to hear that. By the way, uh, number four, Brett the Hitman Han. Brett the Hitman Han. Okay. Baby. Number four, Zaxby's. It was. You said Zaxby's was number one. No, Zaxby's is in my oh, top five. Popeyes. Popeyes number one. We've already talked about Zaxby's. Zaxby's. Was that your number two? It was my number four. We started talking about Zaxby's, and I said it's in my top five chicken sandwiches. You said oh, maybe top five. Oh, and then I okay, yep. thank you. And yeah, then number five. We had to go back to the replay for that. The original. Um, what were those little guys they called them from uh, KFC? Little snackers. Is that what they called them? Little chicken snackers. I don't know KFC's menu very well. Yeah. I didn't eat there often, and when I did. Just give me original recipe chicken with some taters and gravy. Yeah. That's all Ate I there wanted. a lot in high school. Yeah. Honorable mention, the McChicken. The McChicken is, it's the old tried and true. It's the old rough and ready. It's, it's so good. Yep. Mm. Um, but don't, don't you dare sleep on the crispy chicken deluxe from McDonald's. 
It's actually I've never had it. It's very good. You want to know what I get when I go to McDonald's? I get a McChicken, a double cheeseburger, and two large fry. Oh, we've talked about this. Yeah. Two large fry is insane. That is the mark of a crazy person. It's a lot of fry. That's a lot of fries, Adam. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of sodium. Lousy. Woo. Lot of, lot um, <laughs> my number one is Bebop's chicken sandwich. So jealous. I have still, I've still never had it. It's very good. It's life-changing, actually. Mm. Um, number two, crispy chicken deluxe from McDunks. Nice. Number three. Man, I don't. Oh, probably the school's chicken patty. <laughs> Dang, the school's <laughs> chicken patty slapped. Yeah. Number four, I'll say McChicken. And number five, man, I just don't eat a lot of chicken sandwiches. I don't eat a lot of different right. chicken sandwiches. Um, Hardy's? I don't visit Hardy's very much. Actually, Culver's. Culver's can be a nice number Culver's, five. Culver's yep. got a good chicken Sammy. No question. Chicky, chicky, um, Sam, Sam. So that all started because of pop machines with a thousand flavors. <laughs> it's funny where you just never know where these conversations are going to go. How's how uh, the angle I'm sitting at? How is it for my neck fat? Mm, my honestly, beard, it looks great. My beard's hiding it well. The, the beard is your okay. friend. Okay. The beard is your friend. I need to lose a bunch of weight because I feel like I'm so limited on my facial hair. I don't have the confidence to just go clean shaven, and I, and I sometimes I I just want to be clean shaven, but it it uh, unfortunately for me the first place I gain weight is in my neck, one hundred percent. Dang, it's the first place when That's weird when I when I started when I was in college and skinny, first place I gain weight always in my face. Some people I'm jealous; they're a little bit overweight, and none of it goes to their face, and I'm like, yeah. Man, you guys hit the genetic lottery. I'm jealous of that person. They got a they got a jawline. I'm going to dig that out. <laughs> yeah, you should. Have you seen the commercial for these like men's skims? <laughs> oh, yes. Where you pull them up and it you sucks your belly in. You basically hide your belly now for dudes. Oh, I'm glad you brought that what up. What do you think I, about this? I saw that the other day and it made me mad. I saw it and I was like, I got to get Adam's take on this. It made me. It honestly upsets me. I don't like. You feel like you I don't feel like, like a ton mis- of make- I don't misrepresentation. Like, yeah, I don't like a ton of makeup on women. I, if you want to use a little whatever, but I just love the natural look. I don't like deception. Okay, because if she thinks you're so much skinnier than you are, it's unfair to her when you get if you get back to her place or something, you pop that baby down and you just got a big old gut. Yeah, it. Does, I don't like the deception. It does feel like. But I tell you what, I would look real good in some things I own if I had those. It would to me. I don't think I could purchase them and wear them because people would be like, "Wow, Burke, you look great, man!" And it would feel like breaking the home run record on steroids. <laughs> yes, it would feel like the, yes. the praise was unearned. Yes, you think I dieted and exercised and got healthy? I'm just stuffed into some spandex. Yep, and I'm deceiving you, and you would not be praising me if you yep. knew the real situation going on. Hundred. But I just like a steroid user in baseball. I see the allure. Yep. I see the draw and why people oh. want to do it. And unlike steroids, I would not fault somebody. I would not fault a fellow brother, uh, a, a fellow bigger guy out there that wanted to do the skims thing. I would. Hey, I'm not going to judge. But for me, it's like steroids. I I'm can't do you. it. Plus, how are you going to the bathroom? Every time you go to the bathroom, you got to fold them all the way down. How is that different than like overalls? You know, it's a 
It's a good point. I go to the bathroom every day on the farm in the winter while wearing overalls. I make it work. Yeah. Um, recently, I thought, I wonder if I'll ever be the guy that wears tops and bottom pajamas with like the button down shirt like you always see in TV shows or movies yeah. with like legitimate pants and legitimate button down shirt. That would be amazing. It looks uncomfortable. Like, hey, do you want to go to bed in, in a nice Oxford? Like, no, I don't. But in every TV show or movies, and you know what? My grandpa Virgil wore the two, but like the button down, he wore full pajamas. Man, that just sounds hot. And then in the in TV shows and movies, they always pair that with a robe and slippers when they get up in the morning. And I'm like, good God, you're fully dressed. Yeah. You're just having your morning coffee and you are you are two layers fully dressed. Sweating. You're going to go out and shovel the driveway and be completely warm. You got to undress to get dress dressed for the day. Yep. No, thank you. And then you throw in the, uh, you know, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge sleeping cap. Now we're talking <laughs> headwear. It's a full wardrobe. <laughs> and and maybe it's maybe people th- that are doing that out there are like, you don't know how comfy it is to sleep in a sleeping cap with with full pajamas that they might tell you it's luxury. Mm. I think Ugh, I want, yucky sweat. Uh, here's what I here. Hey, I'm proposing something. Okay. We're both going to get full pajamas. All righty. And sleeping cap. Yes. We're going to sleep one night and report back. All right. I'm on down. our experience. I'll buy them. <laughs> I'll buy them. Business, business expense for the pod. I'll buy them. Where do you get sleeping caps like Ebenezer Scrooge War? It's got to have a little ball on the end, too. Going to have to Google that one. Probably Amazon. I might go. I might go 100% committed to this and get the little candle. Uh tray with the finger slot <laughs> so when i hear rustling in the night i can get up and see what's going on with my sleeping but first i gotta put my robe and slippies on yep to go, to go here what's that noise and then go go snoop around the house <laughs> i have a close friend who sleeps in long pants button up long sleeve shirt pajamas sociopath yeah i mean well, I'm going to withhold judgment because after I try it, I might never go back. But after I try it, I might never wake up because I died. <laughs> it's so hot. And then it gets twisted around you. Like it's going to be awful. You When you go to adjust, you're like, oh, this is why I don't wear slacks and a button up to bed. Now I get it. I might. Yeah, I might wake up with missing like six buttons. They just get ripped off. And I'm a stomach sleeper. They're going to get ripped off in the friction of me. You're moving a stomach around. sleeper. 100 percent stomach sleeper. They're going to get ripped off in the friction of between my stomach and the mattress. What do you do with your arms? So I lean, I will lean my. Do you just like plank? Are you just planking? <laughs> Are the arms straight at the side? <laughs> my left arm will go. I'm trying to get a visual. We'll okay. go out to the, out to the side left. and I'll tuck it under a pillow that I have to my left. Okay. So you're not tucking it under the pillow you're sleeping under. Nope. It's just going, str- you're going straight like you're on a bicycle, bicycle signaling. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yep. Okay. And it's tucked under a nice little pillow over there that's keeping my arm warm. <laughs> Hold <And> on. Then- <laughs> just put it under the covers. I mean, why I, you got to get a pillow to I keep your arm warm? Why not? Get one of those basketball <laughs> shooting sleeves. <laughs> I should. <laughs> Then you just got to mess around with the pillow. And plus, in the middle of the night, you can just be like, Kobe, just go (laughs) 
full shooting sleeve. Okay, carry on. And so my head is faced to the you right. You are a weird sleeper. Okay, head to the right, arms straight out to the left. Pillow folded in half that's under my head. Pillow? I have to fold it in half so it's thicker. Why don't you just get two pillows? Can't work that way because <laughs> I fold it in half because then my nose forward has to be hanging off the pillow with nothing under it. So it's like only like my left cheek to left ear are on the pillow. Oh, so you're folding it hamburger style. Yes. Not hot dog. Right. You're going Ham- hamburger, hamburger style. Hamburger. So my face, like nose forward, is hanging over nothing but the mattress. Nothing underneath it. It's flowing freely. And then I will put my right hand under the pillow or under my directly under my face, depending on which one I'm feeling when I fall asleep. How do you? So you're. And then my right knee will be kicked out a little, like at a little angle. And that's how I sleep. You're going Captain Morgan stance on the right leg. Yep. Okay. Here's my question. You are, since you're on your stomach, you're sleeping with your head at like a 90 degree turn all night. Uh huh. How do you not wake up with a jacked up neck? My neck would be donezo if i did that. i don't know i've never had neck problems so I, a lot I I, a lot of times i wake up on my back you sleep with like that and you wake up with no neck problems i envy you my sweet prince oh geez god bless me with good neck <laughs> i don't have merton haynes neck i have adam Pedersen neck yeah well kudos to you but we, we i this is a this <laughs> is quite a crime scene you're describing you got a lot of different moves going on yeah it's comfy like, I, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't want you to be offended by this. I won't be. You're a bigger boy. I'm a big boy. Thick boy, big belly. Is there a large indent on your mattress from you sleeping face down? <laughs> or no. or is your back just... How does your back not hurt? I don't know. It's a great question. It just doesn't. A lot of times when I stand and do dishes for a while, my back really starts to ache. Maybe it's from being a stomach sleeper. Yeah. I'm... Uh, I'm a side sleeper. Big fan of sleeping on my side. Nice. Take up less room in bed that way. Yeah. We got a king size bed though, so that's irrelevant. Okay. Um yeah, I'm a big side sleeper. Just really like it. Um I think sometimes I go on my back. Yep. But that's usually where the snoring comes in. Yep. It's a bad situation. It's a one hundred percent guarantee you'll snore on your back. And if I do sleep on my stomach, it's like a hybrid. I go hybrid stance where I think my hips are maybe turned a little bit because mm-hmm. I can't go full stomach. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know somebody. I won't name her, but she is a relative of mine. She's, okay. And uh, she married one of my really close friends. And she sleeps like Dracula. <laughs> she sleeps on her back. Like she's in a coffin. Hands crossed over her chest. This is how she sleeps. Wow. No joke. Funniest thing. Dude, I was actually just going to bring up something similar to that. She's super smart, too. So oh, maybe there's something to it. My friend Derek, who went to Harvard, sleeps like that. Straight on the back. Straight on his back, but he puts his he puts his hands straight at his sides with like the sheet pulled up to his chest, and then he tucks his hands on the sides of the sheet, lays there motionless for eight hours straight. Doesn't move or nothing. He he said he gets the greatest sleep. <laughs> that reminds me of how they in it's movies. Weird. That reminds me of movies how they set people up on beds that are in comas. It's always like sheet up to the armpit, arms out over the sheet. Yep, just straight to the side, to, and then like their head is wrapped. It's wild. Yeah, I can't sleep like that. My cousin that does that is like a physician's assistant. She's wicked smart. Man, she's wicked smart. Something to this. Yeah, I sleep like a dum dum. 
<laughs> yeah, we sleep like just a couple average Joes. Yeah. Um, I got something else I want to bring up to you before we hop into the meat, which I feel like this whole episode is just going to be meaty. What do you got? All right. Over Christmas. I've heard of it. I'm watching Home Alone. Christmas is a great holiday for those of you who haven't heard of it. You should Google it. If the, How many times have you brought up Home Alone on this pod? It's been a lot. Uh, 30. <laughs> so I'm watching Home Alone. The scene, it, for the first time ever, I thought of this. The scene where Kevin is in the church before the robbers come that night. And he's finally befriending the old man with the shovel. That old guy scared the bejeebies Creepy. out of me. Ugh. My high school girlfriend's father looked like him. Um, great dude, by the way. So there's like a hundred kid choir singing, but there's like 10 people in the pews watching. Where are all the parents? I, what is going on? There's no adults there for all these kids. They're just singing on Christmas Eve. The church is almost empty. There's no parents there. The only I thing, don't get it. The only thing I could think of is if it's like the orphanage choir. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that. Maybe it's like the St. Thomas orphanage choir. But you're right. <laughs> That's kind of a creepy song, too. It's... uh. The the choir to audience ratio is it's whack. It's drastic. It's off. Maybe they're. I mean, you're in Chicago. Maybe all those kids just walk home or take the bus. Chicago birthplace of a baby back rib. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I tell you what, Burke. That's how you do an intro for episode hundred. I've been getting the. I've been getting yips in the parking lot. Wait, hold on. What? Be getting parking yips. Like you're not satisfied with your parking job? I'm getting worse at parking as I get older. This isn't good. No. I don't know what's going on, but there are times I pull into a parking spot and I'm like, I nailed that. I'm pretty straight on. And I get out and I'm like, good Lord. It's not even close. And I. I it's, you're the John Lester of parking. It's just getting worse. And I'm, and like I'm only this. 36 and I'm worried about how bad I'm going to be at parking at like 60. Is that good? No, it's not. I have to do way too much, like, back up, straighten her out, try again. You ever thought of retaking driver's ed? <laughs> That's a great idea for a movie. It's like it's like a Billy Madison sequel, but it's me just going back to driver's ed. <laughs> That's a great video I had idea. a hilarious driver's ed teacher. I love it. Um, I think his name was Mr. Jackson. I can't remember. He was a former collegiate wrestler. But, wow. Um, he... He pranked me the first time I got in the car to drive. He had put on a racing helmet. And he's like, I heard I was going to need this with you. <laughs> and he, awesome. he like committed to the bit. He wore it the whole time. That's amazing. And we went to, we, we like drove by a gas station in another town. And he's like, I look like a gosh darn space cadet right now. So funny. And then he had me drive in the town of Perry, Iowa during Ragbri. That is. Do you know how terrifying that was? Especially at age 14. Yeah, I'm in driver's ed driving around an Iowa town during Ragbri. I was like, (laughs) my entire life is going to be over. I'm going to hit a bicyclist. I'm going to jail. And then he, dude, I kid you not, he spotted his brother's truck and he goes, just follow that truck. I got to talk to my brother. His brother eventually stopped at a hardware store and he goes, just stay in the car. I got to go talk to my brother. And so that's what we did. And then praise the Lord, we got out of there without hitting a bicycle. This guy sounds awesome. Also, 
the stones on this guy to have a 14 year old drive through Ragbri. Uh huh. Maybe he was knew what he was doing. He threw me to the wolves. Um, you look trustworthy. I uh, ran a stop sign once during driver's ed. Oh no. Yeah, I looked over. He was sound asleep. <laughs> Sometimes you just got you get lucky. You just got to thank the big guy upstairs. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, somebody's looking out for me. He was sound asleep. Just I went right through a stop sign, and I was like, oh. Uh, that was a stop sign, and I look. I was like what waiting for him to yell at me, and I look over, and it's like, oh, phew, he's asleep. Why is that so funny to me? I don't know. <laughs> he's just laying there sleeping. I also, we he had me stop and get gas one time, and I don't know if he noticed, but I opened the door and right into the corner of like the concrete thing next to the gas pump. <laughs> Sorry to the school-owned Dodge Impala or uh, Chevy Impala. Sorry about that. Um, oh man. So yeah, that guy was. Uh, he was funny. I was supposed to do that. Did you? Oh, you didn't have to do this because you don't live near Des Moines. But part of our driving test was always driving on the interstate. We did drive on the interstate to go to Sioux City. There is no interstate between here and Sioux City. You're right. Maybe we went further than Sioux City and got on the interstate, then went back to Sioux City. We used to have to drive like I remember getting on the interstate. We used to have to drive in like like Des Moines, Des Moines, like big time. That don't sound fun. Well, as a driver's ed kid, it was my turn to do it. And uh, we got close, and he goes, yeah, we don't have enough time. Just turn around and go home. <laughs> you never had to do it? No. <laughs> no. Shout out, Mr. Jackson. That guy sounds awesome. You know what? I-, I think he knew what he was doing. I have never gotten a traffic ticket my entire life. 20 years of 20, 20 plus years of driving. No traffic Kudos tickets. to you. No accidents. Well, let's stay accident-free in those parking lots there, pal. Yep. 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 Okay. That, that's to you. That's, that's my thoughts. Man. That was a great open. This is going to be a beefy episode, and I love it. Because you know what they deserve? Some good beef for episode 100. Mm. There you go. Well, you uh, you shared some exciting news with me the other day that you had a fun segment you wanted to talk about. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. This is going to be like... We're going to do this. 100th episode extravaganza. Yep, we're going to do this, and then we're going to list our favorite fictional sports coaches and hit a 90s quick hitter and bounce. Okay, here we go. Watch your cord down there. A thunder thigh might be pinching it a little bit. I'm not even going to acknowledge that. Um, so I came up with fictional resume entries. I'm very excited. So I, I'm going to read a resume entry from a fictional person, and you tell me what TV show or movie is being referenced. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. And maybe for the sake of the listener, don't yell it immediately. Maybe give them at home a chance to think for a Fair. second. Uh, take a beat. You're assuming I'll know them. Okay, you ready? I'm ready, buddy. First one. First entry. Rody for Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. This sounds really familiar. Continue. What? what that's it? What's the... Oh, that's it? That's the first one. Who, uh, Captain, Captain Ge- The Shrimp Shack Shooters are... Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> what is it? It's just... It's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't get it out. <sighs> I keep for some reason I keep thinking of John Candy from Home Alone, but it's not it. John Candy was in Home Alone. Yeah, their band that they were on, that one band they had in Home Alone. Yeah, he took he took the mom back in the van. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I guess the Shrimp no. Shack Shooters. I I'm I'm blanking that thing you do. Oh my goodness! When they go out to California and they film that surf movie, the fictional band they are is Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. I'm an idiot. Next one. Um, what a great movie! 
What's going on? Oh, whoops. I was voice texting. <laughs> Next one. Um, cameraman for Wake Up San Francisco. Well, it's full house. There you go. Full house. But I did, I, okay. I was like, wait, who's the cameraman? I was confused. These are fictional resume entries. My bad. Next one. Intern at Entertainment 720. Entertainment 720. Is that Beverly Hills 90210? No. Entertainment 720. That's got to be like a news, like a radio show. I don't know. That is Tom Haverford's um, party planning, basically, business from Parks and Rec. I am an idiot. Entertainment 720. Chicken nugs. Apps and zerts. I call eggs pre-birds. <laughs> okay, next one. Sales rep at Binford Tools. Oh, geez. Home improvement. Yep. Uh, uh, waiter at the Frying Dutchman. The Frying Dutchman? I stink at this. The Frying Dutchman, uh, obviously. Cheers. No, <laughs> you can say it with confidence. Doesn't make it right. It's the Simpsons, huh? That's the seafood restaurant that Is Homer it? eats out of business. Essentially, Golly. the Frying Dutchman. Okay. Why don't I remember these things? Market analyst at Gobias Industries. No, Do I've th- heard this. What were you going to say? I, I'm not positive this is a show. I, th- I thought Tom, I know. I've heard I thought of this. Tommy Pickles would be here for this. Go Bias Industries. It reminds me of Vandalay Industries. It's not Seinfeld, is it? No, but that would have been a good one. It's Arrested Development. Ah, I haven't seen it. And they, they uh, Job and uh, Tobias form a company. See, and he goes, Go Bias Industries, as in go buy us some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Janitor at Greendale Community College. Oh, my goodness. My second favorite comedy of all time. Community. That's right. I got three more. Guitar tech for no vacancy. I'll be amazed if you oh, get this. I've heard of this band. Guitar tech for no vacancy. Is it no vacancy? The uh, I want to say Dawson's Creek, but that's not it. It's You're probably not, not even close. Not even close. Ah, no vacancy. It's uh, Is it how to lose a guy in 10 days? No. All right. I stink. It's the it's Jack Black's band in School of Rock that he gets ah, kicked out of. We are no vacancy. I love the ending credits of that. It's good. I got I got two more. All right, buddy. Line cook at the Peach Pit. The Peach Pit. Well, are they in Georgia? You've already mentioned this TV show. Oh no. Line cook at the Peach Pit. It's not Cheers. Seinfeld. Cheers? No. That's the place they hang out at Beverly Hills 90210. Ah, the Peach Pit. Man. Then they had Peach Pit After Dark or something. I bet that was a good place to hang. Here's my last one. The Max, but still a good place. The Max. I couldn't think of the one in Saved by the Bell. Yep. Um, The next one, the last one, front desk worker at Madison Hotels. The Madison Hotels. I stink at this. I'm going to punch you in the face if you don't get this. Front desk worker. Well, it's not Home Alone. Front desk worker at Madison Hotels. Uh, would it be that 70s show? 
the audience that's hearing this is screaming at you right now. It sounds so familiar. I don't know it. It's Billy Madison. <laughs> Madison Hotels. Madison Hotels. <laughs> I'm dumb. Jeepers. Uh, that performance doesn't make me excited for trivia next weekend. No, you got work to do, my friend. Yikes. I need to study. Well, I appreciate you bringing that to me. I think I got three yeah. <laughs> out of ten. You got Binford Tools, Greendale, and hmm. you might have only gotten two. No, I got three. Oh, Wake Up San Francisco. There it is. Well, over the years, there's been a lot of good sports movies and TV shows. I wanted to do this one for a while, and so why not bust it out for episode 100? It's going to be a great conversation. Um, you're going to love my number one or hate it. Uh, we're going to list our top five all-time fictional sports coaches. Could be movie or TV. Are we starting with one going down or five going up? Um, probably five. Five going up. All right. Uh, would you like me to start? You start with your number five, and then I'll give my number five. All right. My number five, Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. Ooh, that's a really good one. Chubbs Peterson knew yep. what he was doing. His golf. And I, and I wrote a little description here. I said he was patient. But he will drop the hammer when needed, and he also will get intimate with you as a coach if need be. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. Chubbs. Chubbs was a guy. What a great guy. He he definitely had that dichotomy of uh, encouraging, but also he, he'd get on you a little bit. He'd rip you one. Yep. Yeah. Chubbs Peterson, great selection. Yep. He's my number five all-time coach. Okay. Number five for me, Danny O'Shea. What a baller. You want to talk about, uh, first off for the listeners, Danny O'Shea from Little Giants. Yep. You want to talk about taking an underdog team that had no business beating the Cowboys. None. Especially when they had Spike. The point spread on that game was probably (laughs) 60.5. You're not wrong. And wait till the betters found out that that, uh, Becky the Icebox O'Shea had given up the gridiron to cheer. I bet the money went heavy mm-hmm. uh, on on the uh, Cowboys' side there. And yet, somehow, he gives, A, a rousing speech in the locker room. Rousing. Just got to beat him one time. Yep. One time, you got to beat him. He gets Becky back in the fold. He figures out how to neutralize Spike. This guy takes a team full of castoffs and nobodies and beats Kevin O'Shea. It's unbelievable. He's running a business at the same time. He's running the gas station. Yep. You remember what he used in that speech just one time? Was it like riding a bike down a hill? Yeah, that because that one Ra- time racing, he, he beat his brother racing down Cherry Hill on their bikes. Yep. So Danny O'Shea, and that's just my number five. Man. You better buckle up, buddy. Danny, I love that guy so much. What a baller. All right. Number four for me, Lou Brown. Major League. Oh, he makes an appearance on my list. My description about Lou is I can get along great with old people, and it's always entertaining to be around a crazy person. I got a guy on the other line about some white walls. (laughs) God, Darn. Enough of that old leg crap. Yeah, he's great. (laughs) Lou Brown. He's going to show up later on my list, but love it. Um. Talk about taking a team of castoffs. Yeah, there's a we, we got to do like an all time underdog. He's got Serrano that can't hit a curveball. Yep, he's got Willie Mays Hayes that 
isn't a great hitter, period. Nope. Just really fast. Yeah, really fast. He's got Jake Taylor with basically no knee cartilage left. <laughs> None. <laughs> He's got Rick Vaughn, who's sleeping with teammates' wives, yep. unknowingly in his defense. Yep. Unknowingly. And, and can't see until he gets glasses. Roger Dorn is an absolute prima donna. Afraid to get in front of the ball. Jeremy Piven's on that team. He's in the background, but he's yep. in that he's on that team. Jeremy yep. Piven. Yep. Um, and then you got um Eddie Harris. <laughs> Eddie Harris played by uh Chelsea Ross. Yep. Clearly past his prime, but <laughs> as talked about in a previous episode, nearing some career milestones that are pretty impressive <laughs> in the counting stats department. And one of, the, f- one of those all-time fictional athletes. And he finds a way to get it done. Yep. Who's playing first base on that team, by the way? It's it's I don't think it's ever talked about. No, because Serrano was outfield. Serrano and M- Willie Mays Hayes are outfielders. Dorn's a third baseman. Yeah. Taylor's behind the dish. First base must have just been a random extra. The guy playing second, I'm fairly certain, has like the flip down. <laughs> yes, he does. Because I feel like he fields a ground ball at one point and he's got the shades flipped up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember first baseman. Must have just been a random. The only starting pitcher we're made aware of is Chelsea Ross. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's it. And he's basically got a one man bullpen. <laughs> Talk about piecing it together with. That's a coaching Chewing job right there. Chewing gum and shoestring. That's a coaching job right there. And he wins the pennant. Yep. Unbelievable. And honorable mention, shout out to his third base coach who waves Willie Mays Hayes around from second. Yes. Doesn't even think Man. about throwing a stop sign up. I remember when I was young watching that moment, like just goosebump city, 10 years old, freaking out in the living room, cheering on Willie to score. It's amazing how many baseball movies, though, finish with them not winning a World Series, but just winning a pennant. Yep. There's a lot of movies like The Natural. They just win the pennant. Like they don't. Yeah. Okay. A little big league. The Twins don't even win the pennant. They get close, but freaking Kangaroo Junior. Number number four. There's going to be some controversy here. Okay. Because I think the controversy lies in the fact: is this actually fictional? Ooh. I'm going with Tommy Mansky. Tommy Mansky. We don't have any proof that he actually coached. He could, for all we know, he could be a figment of our imagination created <laughs> solely for info, solely for infomercials. I will allow it. But he did win back to back to back AAU championships. Apparently, that guy. Wow. And he only existed in my TV. Have you ever in your life been watching a baseball game in TV and they cut to the crowd and they're like, "Tommy Mansky's here." Never. Never. Never once. This guy, has he ever shown up anywhere in real life? He only exists on these infomercials. Man, those videos. That's how that center fielder throwing the ball all the way from center field into the trash can at home plate. And the way the kids all like in unison do their throwing drills. I would watch that as a kid and be like, I wish I could play on that team someday. Same. Those kids are all way better than me. That's what I always felt like. It was the dream. That, that, that I really had an inferiority complex with Tommy Mansky's teams. I'm with you. I, my dad and I, favorite sport is baseball. We love baseball. And growing up, my dad, bless his heart, he would take so much time out of his busy farm schedule to do baseball things with me. And he bought a piece of hay in his mouth while he's doing it. Yep. Piece of hay or a freaking balled up toothpick. Uh, he bought all the Tommy Mansky videos. We would watch them all the time. Do you have these right now? They're somewhere at the farm. Find them. Yeah. They're on VHS at the farm. And one of the biggest regrets of my life is that 
back in the day, we had two Alta teams one year one as part of our league, and I let my friends on the Alta te- other Alta team borrow the videos. They wanted to see them, and that Alta team beat my Alta team in extra innings in the league championship. You idiot. And it's probably because I gave them those videos. You don't. You essentially gave your opponent the keys to victory. What was I doing? I think that I'll moment s- right there is why now I will not help anyone who's an opponent. I will tell you this, though. Because it was a fellow Alta team, those guys became your high school teammates. They did, and we were better for it. Yeah. So I take my I take my idiot comment back. Good on you. At the time, You though, were playing the long game. You were like, yeah. I need to. we need to win some conference titles in high school. I got to share the time to give you those. That's a good call. But you got them back? Got them back. Find them. And they're at the farm somewhere. The, ama- the, the It's amazing the number of things we've talked in this pod, and you're all like, you're always like, they're at the farm somewhere. I'll find them. That's going to be a lot of searching. I think we need to film a video for the pod of like <laughs> treasure hunting at the Pedersen farm. Oh, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> so be much awesome fun. to find half the stuff that you say is Let's out Let's do there. it. We'll find your Baja Men CD. <laughs> we'll, the yellow cover. We'll find Tommy Mansky videos. Pretty sure there's Jet Moto there somewhere too. Oh, Jet Moto. Yep. Okay. We'll do it. Remember, the, remember those commercials when we were kids? Hello, Moto. Yep. Sure do. Okay. What's your next coach? Number three. For me, is Ken Carter from Coach Carter. I've never seen this movie. Man. Let well, me let me guess. Yep. I have a feeling in this movie, the kids aren't making grades, and he locks them out of the gym. Dude, great guess. Yeah, because you've talked about this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he drives a tough ship, it sounds like. He does. He's the ultimate disciplinarian. He's the GOAT disciplinarian, actually, and accountability coach. And he turns those boys into men. But he is... He will not fall on a sword. He will not. I don't know what I'm trying to say. He won't give in to his morals. What no, am I trying no, to say? That that's a that's a bad. Yeah, he he stands up for his morals. Yeah, he stands up. He doesn't care what it costs his team. He sticks he, to his values. There it is. These boys will become men. Boys to men. It would be awesome if Coach Carter was Samuel Jackson, but he played it like Jules from per- Pulp Fiction. That would be. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> what a character that Check would be. Check out the big brain on Brett. <laughs> what a character okay. that would be. My number three, Mark Cooper from Hanging with Mr. Love Cooper. Love it. Uh, he washes out with the Golden State Warriors. Yep. Comes back to the Oakland area. And uh, Mark Cooper could draw up an inbounds play. I'll tell you that much right now. 100%. He's got a hilarious neighbor kid. <laughs> Where's the heck out of those windbreaker pants with the polo combo? That's like a that's a basketball coach staple. Yep, Mr. Yeah. Cooper. Sorry, go ahead. I don't have a whole lot else to say except Mark Cooper is a Hall of Fame coach. He is. He's a Hoff. Uh, I don't know why I said that. H O F Hall of Fame. I said Hoff. Mm-hmm. First time in my whole life I've ever done that. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'm glad I could be here for it. I'm, Witness I'm, history. Uh, he's the first person I ever saw wear the one of the pant legs up. Below the knee? That was LL Cool J. Mr. Cooper didn't do that? <laughs> I don't remember. Maybe Mr. that was LL Cool J. I don't remember ever seeing Mark Cooper's shins. I'm going to retract that statement then. That was LL Cool J, the rapper, not Mark Cooper, the coach. Yeah. My bad. Let's All just right. uh, slowly move on to your number two. Okay, number two. What a guy. What an all-time guy, Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay. Of the Mighty Ducks. And my reasoning was that me and Gordo here, uh, we can mature and grow together. 
Uh, we can bond through our struggles as we grow as people. Uh, and what, he, what does this have to do with you? You keep saying we. Well, because if he's my coach. Oh, okay. And uh, he and he learned to relate to his parent, to his parent. Oh my gosh, to his players by remembering his childhood, and he was very good at adapting. Downside, though, he'll date your mom. True. <laughs> he will date your mom. He will date the heck out of your mom. Yep. Mighty TPDFC. IMDB. That could be a rapper. Not e- no, not even a little bit. Okay. Okay, my Gordon Bombay. Here's the thing with Gordon Bombay. Quack 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 quack. Mister Duxworth. Um, here's the thing with Gordon Bombay. He has a Hall of Famer in Adam Banks. Yep. And then he has an average player in Charlie Conway. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> and he still finds a way to get it done, even though he only has one Hall stop of it. Famer on the team. You freaking stop it right now. <laughs> I love a good callback. For those of you that aren't aware, we debated the fictional sports athlete Hall of Fame, and me and Tom were on the the right side of history, claiming that Adam Banks is the only Hall of Famer on that team. <laughs> Adam thinks Conway deserves Hall of Fame just for being like a glue guy. Yep. Ultimate glue guy. Team goes nowhere without him. Listen, if his mom wasn't dating the coach, he wouldn't even be on the team. <laughs> Did he score a goal in that whole movie? A couple times. Okay. He's the one who shoot takes the last penalty shot. Oh yeah, he triple deeks him. Yep, triple deek him. You're right. I I totally blanked on that. But he's no Adam Banks. Yeah. Um, What's your number two? I'm so Luke, it's Lou Brown. Lou. I told you he would show back up on this list. Yep. Oh, Lou, Lou Brown. Brown. He's still there. I have a friend whose last name is Brown, and he named his daughter Lou. And my friend is a baseball coach. That's amazing. So it was a direct reference. Man, that's amazing. Who's your number one? My number one. This might give you a chuckle, or you might agree. I don't know. He's near and dear to my heart. I'm not sure if he could ever be dethroned. It is Harry Hoagie. Harry Hogue, however you say it, the coach of Cole Trickle from Days of Thunder. Played. Is he really a coach? He's like a oh, I'm, crew manager. Oh, I'm counting him as a coach. He's the coach. He coaches him. Teaches him how to drive that car, how to handle it, how to be a race car driver. Harry. Is he better than uh, Ricky Bobby's dad? Yeah. Because he doesn't use drugs. <laughs> Revan's racing. There's 10 pounds of Colombian Bam Bam strapped to the bottom of this car, and I just called the cops. Um, I put a, He's a good old country boy. Uh, he'll teach you with sarcasm and rhetorical questions, which I love. Um, and he's going to mold you through that sarcasm. He'll let you fail when you don't listen to learn from your mistakes. And he has the best personality of all these coaches for me. Would relate to him the best. It's a solid pick. Harry Hoagie. It's a surprise. It's a surprise number one. No question. Yeah. I love Harry. Here's my number one. This guy is extremely wealthy. Okay. Okay. He's very wealthy. He already owns a super successful business in his out in his own. Hmm. And then decides to get into the coaching world. Hmm. He assembles an unbelievable team of essentially ringers. Okay. One by one, these ringers are unable to play in the big game against the Shelbyville power plant. Oh, no. And the only ringer he has left is Daryl Strawberry, (laughs) who hits... Like nine home runs. <laughs> yes. And yet, Mr. C. Montgomery C. Burns. C. Montgomery. 
is ahead of his time on sabermetrics. <laughs> and he brings Homer off the bench to bat for Strawberry because there's a lefty on the mound. And he wants to play the opposite hand percentages. It's Man. like pre-Moneyball thinking here by yeah. C. Montgomery Burns. Once again, the Simpsons predict it. And Homer gets the hit by pitch with the bases loaded to win the massive game against Shelbyville. Yep. And Burns manages that Springfield power plant team to the league championship. Yep. And he has some fantastic training methods with medicine balls. And he does. Everything from like 1904. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I didn't even think of that. Mr. Burns is an all-time manager. I don't even know if he lost a game. Probably not. The fact that he got Daryl Strawberry to come pay for his power plant team in Springfield, Illinois. Let's just let's go. Let's run through these ringers real quick. He gets Steve Sachs. Yeah. Don Mattingly. <laughs> Mike Sosha. Ozzie Smith. Roger Clemens. Yep. Ken Griffey Jr. Daryl Strawberry. Uh, does he get Ricky Henderson? He does not get Ricky Henderson. I do not oh, remember. Oh, it's Conseco. That's right. And, and Wade Boggs. That's the team. You could argue all in their prime. That's a team that could compete. Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. gets gigantism from drinking Nerve Tonic. <laughs> uh, Roger Clemens gets hypnotized and thinks he's a chicken. Yeah. Wade Boggs gets into a bar fight with Barney Gumble about who's the greatest prime minister in like British history. Jose Canseco is getting he, – he's stuck trying to rescue a bunch of stuff from a house fire. Yeah. Ozzie Smith falls down the Springfield mystery pit hole. Steve Sachs gets arrested for unsolved murders in New York City. <laughs> Mike Sosha gets radiation poisoning from working at the power plant, which he loves. Uh, I, think, I think that's everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole crew right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike Sosha's catching. There you go. And yet somehow, Mr. Burns finds a way to win with with uh, a bunch of average guys and Daryl Strawberry. My favorite quote from that is uh, Homer walks up to Daryl Strawberry when he signs up for the team and he goes, hey, you play right field. And Strawberry's like, yeah. And Homer goes, but I play right field. So are you better than me? And Strawberry goes, I don't know you, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my favorite line in the whole show. <laughs> I don't know you, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's how you overcome the odds right there. C Montgomery. Yep. Good pull. Thank you. Good pull. Um gosh, what a list. Some honorable mentions. I have I have so many more coaches written down. I take it back. Don Mattingly gets kicked off the team for refusing to shave his sideburns. Roger Clemens is hypnotized to think he's a chicken. Sorry. Go ahead. There you go. Makes sense. Uh, I had five honorable mentions here. I'll just say them quick. Gary Gaines. Who's coach that? from the movie Friday Night Lights. Oh, didn't see it. Honestly, right now, as I'm talking, what in the world am I thinking? Not putting Coach Eric Taylor from the TV show Friday Night Lights, who's way more iconic than Gary Gaines, but whatever. Tony D'Amato from Any Given Sunday, greatest speech giver of all time. Okay. Played by... Uh, Scarface. Al Pacino. Yep. Hooah. Hooah. Danny O'Shea was in my honorable mentions. Phil Brickma, rookie of the year, pitching coach for the Cubs. Okay. That assistant, that goofball. And Irv Blitzer, cool runnings. 
Oh, yeah. Cool running. Stud Any guy who can turn Jamaicans into an all-star bobsled team has got to be a good coach. My honorable mentions, Pop Fisher from The Natural. Nice. Um, I had it written down as well. Oh, you said somebody that jogged my mind or jogged my memory. I feel like it was a football movie. It could be wrong. Tony Diamato, Any Given Sunday? No, that's not it. Um, Friday Night Lights? I will also go, oh, Chef from South Park. <laughs> Because he got them to beat the point spread, yeah, which was incredible. Yeah. When, you, when, when you got guys like Butters on the team, yeah. that's rough. Um, and Steve Gutenberg from The Big Green. Wow. I do not know his character's name, but... I didn't think of that movie. Middle of nowhere, Texas. A bunch of kids that have never played soccer and a British lady. The whole premise of that movie is bizarre. Yeah. How does this British woman end up in the middle of like Western Texas? Yep. It makes no sense to me. I had the same thought the other day while watching One Tree Hill. She pulls out like leather soccer balls. Yeah, I don't. When they get going, it's so dumb. Mm-hmm. I had this thought the other day watching One Tree Hill. They're in they're in Tree Hill, North Carolina, in the show. Someone has to go to a therapist, and the therapist is like a British person with a thick British accent. How come the shows feel the need to like make these people if they're like a refined character British? They're in North Carolina. Just make them a a normal North Carolina accent. Yeah, just give him like a nice little regal North Carolina accent. <laughs> yeah. Um, like oh, I thought of two more. Um, the football coach from Days and Confused, because he wants nice. his guys to sign drug-free pledges, which nice. is admirable. And Mr. he's a and he's a coach Randall of- Randall Floyd. Don't think I haven't noticed who you've been hanging around with lately. <laughs> you better. You got a lot of time to get your act together. Something he says something like that, and I'll go with Bud Kilmer. Guy won like. How many district championships? 13 district championships. Does Bud Kilmer have a state title? Mm, I think he's got at least one. He has to have at least he one. He has to have one. He has a statue. You don't get a statue for district championships. No, you you got to win it all. Yeah. And so, okay. Did Bud Kilmer get, did he play a little fast and lose at the end? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Went a little heavy on the morphine, maybe. But let's not, for all we know, that's a cortisone shot. Exactly. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater with Bud Kilmer. 13 district titles. 13. It's a lot. (laughs) Oh, man. I want to throw out two baseball guys to you real quick. Uh, Larry Hackett, the assistant from Bull Durham. Mm. He's just such a goofball. I think he'd be fun to be around. Is that that, the assistant? Oh, the the top guy is the one that gives the lollygagger speech. Yeah. The okay. assistant was a goofball who occasionally the coach would tell me. You lollygagged to first. You lollygag in and out of the dugout. <laughs> what does that make you? Lollygaggers. Uh, What's our record? Eight and 15. Eight and 15. How the heck we ever win eight games? It's a miracle. <laughs> that guy is. Um, what I is love that? Him so what much. is that guy's name? He oh. is big and. Uh, oh, it's Robert Wool. There you go. He was in. Uh, I think it's Robert Wool. He was. He was in the Batman 1989 movie. Like oh, way more him. than he should have been. Nice. Yeah. One more baseball coach, Bill Haywood. Specifically, when he becomes Bill Haywood and puts those childish days behind him, when he goes from Billy to Bill. What movie is that? uh, Little Big League. When the grandpa dies and his grandson becomes the head coach and the owner of the Minnesota Twins. That movie is average at best, and you are always trying to work it into this podcast. Kind of. Because you're a Twins fan. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. There's There's two movies about the Twins, which is wild. What's the other one? Uh, Major League back to the minors. The minor league team is the Twins AAA team. 
It's not in the Indians organization? Mm-mm, because when they have the scrimmage against the big league team, it's against the Twins. Oh, wait. In the Dome with Carlos Liston. But if correct me if I'm wrong, this is Scott Bakula. Yes. There's no character crossover from the first two major leagues to back to the minors. Nope. Serrano's not like a roving instructor in nope. the Twins organization. The only person is Dorn, who comes back to, like, he's a... Oh, there's no doubt Corbin, Corbin Burnson needed that paycheck bad. Yeah. Dorn's in there as, like, a coach or owner or something. I don't know. Anyway. He'd probably be an oh, owner. He has, I think Jake Taylor comes back to coach them and makes them really good. In back to the minors? Anyways, we'll have to look it up later. I thought Scott Bakula was the guy. I don't remember now. We'll have to look it up later. Okay. We're going to go with what you said. They make Jake Taylor a coach in Major League Two. That might be what it is. Because it's only Dorn. What's the catcher? Is it Rube? Whatever his name is that Rube. has the yips. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Okay. Much like you in a parking lot. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, that was awesome. Um, man, just a triple down memory lane. They just don't make movies like they used to. They don't. Or TV shows. They don't make them like they used to. Oh, well. Um, 90s quick hitter. Okay. So the other day, I'm trying to think of what we can talk about, and I'm looking through like toys and stuff, and this this one pops up. Those, do you remember those robotic dogs that came out as I, toys that would like walk and bark and like talk to you? And we were like, the future is here. I've never seen technology like this. This is the greatest thing I've ever witnessed. Nothing. Technology could never be more crazy than this dog that's like a robot. I remember them in the commercials. I remember them in the catalogs. I did not own one. I did not want to own one. But I suspect that a lot of kids got them thinking, this would be great. Like, my robotic dog will play with me in the yard. It will go for walks. Yep. I bet those things were pretty crappy. Probably. I, I bet they barely lie. I could see them like on a wood floor. Like, they just can't get any traction. They're not moving. <laughs> the battery's always dying. Yep. But, yeah, we did think that was going to be the future was these robotic pets. Little did we know there was a lot better technology coming. What, the Furby? Yeah. And the Chia Pet. (laughs) The Chia Pet has no technology involved. I don't know. (laughs) I appreciate you just admitting I don't know what I was saying. I just said Chia Pet. Cha-cha-cha-chia. Oh, man. They still sell those? Gosh, I don't know. Sugar Bowl would know. That's where you get them. What's a better jingle? Uh, what's a better micro jingle? Cha 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 chia or hot pocket? What's a better micro jingle? Ooh, chia. Yeah, I think so too. It just it just hits different. You know what I mean? Yeah. The cha-cha, chia when pet. You get, when you get to say that cha 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 cha, that's fun. I think the chia chia pet song slaps, it and slaps hard. and the hot pocket song just goes. It just goes. <laughs> it doesn't slap. It does not slap. Man, one hundred percent. Uh, well, that was episode 100, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out on Spotify and Apple. Um, look for the video to come out on all the social medias. You guys can't see this, but Adam is wearing a necklace of 100 Fruit Loops yep. <laughs> to signify 100th episode, like it's the 100th day of elementary school. You darn tootin' I am. You rootin' tootin' Fruit Loop and I am. <laughs> what? So anyway, yeah, check it out. Um, you know, Instagram, Facebook. Let's see here. Where else? MySpace? Uh, yep. MySpace. Search Backroads and Bonfires. Pure Volume. All that good stuff. YouTube. Search for Adam Petter. What's Pure Volume? <laughs> you don't remember Pure Volume? No. Oh, man. That was the best place. Back in the early 2000s, every band had a Pure Volume page, and you could stream their music. Like It just had like a built-in media player. Huh. And then like it was great for local bands, too, because you could put your own band up there with a little bio, and 
and upload your songs, and you could see how many plays you were getting. Pure volume. Never heard of it. Oh, pure volume was great. I'll check that out. Number one music was another one, too. There was, like, different huh. charts. Love it. Well, <laughs> time out. I don't love it because I don't know it. <laughs> Why did say, I say that? You just heard about something for the first time, and you're like, love it. <laughs> like, what? You don't even know what it is. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. Well, Burke, I had fun. I hope you did, too. Yeah, it was something. All right. Well, <laughs> under promise, over deliver. Under promise, over deliver. That's all. How'd that?